music. It's a form of communication. It's basically a language unto itself. It's significant to so many people, to so many groups of people. It carries so much meaning, and it's still fun. It's fun to dance to. It's fun to communicate with. It's fun to see musicians communicate back and forth, like in improvisational genres, or even just, I don't know, twerking or some shit. Um, I'm not a musician. <laughs> I caught you. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't go any further because I don't know Jake fucking shit about music. I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, but, um, you know, I've heard it before. Yeah, I've, I've been around. You know, I, 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 I like a good music. I enjoy, you know, I've... Let's pull up my Spotify. Let's let's see what I've been into recently. Let's see what's going on. Let's uh, they have the thing that tells you the music that you've listened to recently. All right, I have an authority on music. You can tell because I've listened to. I can't fucking find it. Uh, <laughs> uh, recently, you know, I've been very into. Where the fuck is it? I swear to fucking god, it's a thing that they do. They're, they're like, this is the music that you like today. Um, I guess I can't find it, and for some reason, I just cannot think of a single goddamn song I've literally ever heard in my entire lifetime, uh, which is really upsetting. Um, I, but you know, I, I, I've listened, you know, I listen to music, right? It, it's great. It's a good time and we love to do it and we love to hear it. And, um, it's out there. And, uh, who am I anyway? Why am I not an authority of music? Cause I, it sounded pretty convincing at the beginning, right? I mean, you you're wrong but i appreciate it uh yeah sorry i just can't find the feature anyway uh my name is mickey soro um i am here yep uh, um and this is my podcast uh what's mine is ours spelled h-o-u-r-s in which i talk to you for about an hour about uh fucking whatever fucking whatever i want to talk about really um because i can and nobody's stopping me and people should stop me but they just haven't yet and uh, it's been working out really good for me, so I'm just gonna keep at it. Um, so yeah, okay. I think I found it. I think I found it. The made for you section. All right. Um, let's see. Sorry, excuse me. Um, on repeat. Let's see what I know about music. All right. Uh, Punk Tactics by Joey Valence and Bray. Hell yeah! Hit the brakes. Plosivus. Sick of the silence, mother, mother. Gotta, gotta get the trans content in there. You know who I am. Uh, Blow Me by the Used. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about being alive. Boy in a Bubble by the Altar Boys. Uh, check them out if you haven't. I got some Marina in here. Um, a lot of Beastie Boys. Oh, fucking, I couldn't think of this band's name earlier. Um, Ottawin. Uh, they do Hotless Mans. And the thing is, I would play the song for you. But I can't, because I don't understand audio editing, despite just being a voice. Woo! I'm a real person. I'm There's physical aspects to me, uh, some of which make me very upset. But um, I, I'm out here. But for you, for, for, for you, we, I'm just a voice coming at you live, well, pre-recorded, um, through, uh, you know, probably your AirPods or whatever, you know, if you're a headphone kind of guy. Yeah, whatever, man, whatever you got to do. Maybe don't openly play this like if you're kind of like yeah i'm recording this in september you know but um i i understand that my voice is really grating 
So if you're doing this chronologically, you might not get to this episode until, like, Thanksgiving. And I'm just gonna say, if you like your- first of all, thanks- who- who- who likes Thanksgiving? But second of all, if you like your relatives, don't play this <laughs> in front of them. You gotta- you know, you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying anything necessarily anti-family, it's just, like, using- sometimes using earbuds shows people you care. Um, so just be considerate. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be fucking roasting some people today. Um, because I found the Wikipedia list of music considered the worst, okay? And we all know I love shit media, it's my whole thing. I think it might be a coping mechanism for the fact that I've never created something good in my life. Um, but, you know, I, they, I think it's okay. The thing is, it's gonna be a little difficult to, um, explain. You know what I mean? Like, any of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, uh, oh my god, I'm turning into, what's his fucking name? Uh, <laughs> J-Rock, I think, from fucking Trailer Park Boy. Started as Bubbles, now I'm turning into J-Rock. I'm just kidding. I've always been Ricky. I've always been Ricky. Um, <laughs> so this is the list of music considered the worst, and because it is music, you would think, because it's an audio medium, I would play it for you, but like I said, I, I haven't learned audio editing yet, so I'm gonna do what us comedians do best with no hyperbole and no simile and no metaphor and no overdramatization and, and nothing is wrong and everything is just crisp, just the way the way the way God intended, the way it came out this music came out the womb, and I'm gonna explain it exactly the way it was born. Um, because comedians, we always tell the truth perfectly and in very understandable terms. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna see if I can describe this fucking music to you. And some of these, I'm gonna say, are gonna be surprising. I read through this list, I tried to do it before, and I realized that no matter how loud I play my phone, my computer doesn't pick up the audio from it. Um, whatever, man. Uh, it's okay. Because some of these, I'm going to say, you're probably not going to want to know the audio for. So Wikipedia breaks it down by albums and individual songs. And their criteria for the worst is this list consists of albums or songs. They've been considered the worst music ever made by various combinations of music critics, television broadcasters such as MTV and VH1, radio stations, composers, and public polls. Okay, so um, I'm going to say I disagree with the vast majority of this list, um, but... I think that it says something more about me than the structural integrity of any of the music that's made here. Some of it's not even music, though. So, and I'm not, like, saying that to be snarky and be like, <laughs> you made music so bad, I can't even call it music. Some of it, yeah, I am going to say that for it, but some of it's, like, genuinely not music. Um, where is that line? Hey, man, where is that line? What is music, really? I don't fucking know. Did I start this off pretending that I did? Yeah. Do I have some expertise? Yeah, I played tenor in Barry Six from fourth grade until I graduated. That doesn't count, but, you know, that's all the expertise I can claim to have. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's start with the albums, and they're also broken down by decade. It's from the 60s to the 70s, one of the worst albums... Um, the 60s and 70s, I'm sorry. One of the worst albums was called Philosophy of the World by the Shags. So the Shags were S-H-A-G-G-S, in case you were looking, you were going to look it up. The Shigs were um, siblings. They were a sibling group, and they really didn't want to be a sibling group. And I don't think I don't think it was a sibling thing. I think it was a group thing. I think they kind of like didn't want to produce music, which really sucks. Because I I looked I looked their shit up, and yeah, okay, the Wikipedia article's right. There 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 are some bizarre songs with untuned guitars and erratically shifting time signatures and disconnected drums and wandering melodies and 
rudimentary lyrics, and it's like, I doesn't it happen to all of us? I looked it up, it's pretty cool, it's one of those things that's got, like, a cult following, it's so bad it's good. Um, it's kind of, like, it's off the cuff, it's off the mainstream. I liked it, I thought it was cool. Um, they have such riveting lyrics, is I remember that they, I looked it up and they had a song about a friend named Mr. Footfoot, and he went missing, and, uh, uh, they were pretty upset about that, so you know who it is. So, let's see, uh, let me see if I can find, where is it? I bet I can find that one. Uh, oh, I didn't know they had this song. Who are parents? Who are, oh, oh, yeah, that's true, I forgot, the tra genius says, the tragic irony is that their parents made them form this band. There you go. Um, let's see. I want the Foot Foot song. That doesn't sound like a thing that could be said. My Pale Foot Foot. My Pale's name is Foot Foot. Foot Foot. He always likes to roam. My Pale's name is Foot Foot. Foot Foot. I never find him home. I don't know. I feel like there's not a whole lot of songs about feet. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay that it's a market that hasn't been cornered yet. It's like this. And, uh, there's some band that has a song called Clubfoot, and it's not about, like, having a foot with some sort of, uh, like, bone-related thing, or a foot that's shaped a little bit differently. It's actually about a club four feet. Um, I can't remember the name, I can't remember the name of the band off the top of my head. I just remember that they, they just, I don't think Clubfoot is a real place. I'm just gonna say. I think it, um, I think it might be a fictional place. I think it might not be a real club. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I think this band, I think the Shakes is asking the real question. I did look it up. It is kind of, um, clunky. Their music is kind of clunky, but it's like, it's riding the cusp of like, it's, it's not intentional and you can tell it's not intentional, but it's riding the cusp of, is it accidentally good? Um, and then some of the songs, it's like, okay, yeah, no, you're, <laughs> you fell way left the cusp on the one. Uh, I thought it was cool, though. Look it up if you like folk music. Someone, I think, referred to them as, like, the lobotomized Partridge. Is Partridge the family band? Someone wrote a scathing review, and I was like, don't bring lobotomies into this. Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. What do they say? Um, they are, um, someone called them. I saw it. Uh, Legacy. Accidental Genius. There we go. It's pretty good. Um, every beat... <laughs> so fucking mean. Every beat feels like a punch in the stomach. It's it's kind of it's kind of true. One of, I think it is the Foot Foot song begins with um uh I'm gonna say several drum solos uh, um because like it's not one coherent drum solo. But it it was recorded like it was, but it wasn't. Um. What are they called? I can't find it. Where are, where are you, where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Someone says it was the beginning of Tweepaw. I, maybe. It's kind of Sonic Youthy, a little bit. I might be giving them a, a little, a, a, a little, um, a, a little bit, um, I might be giving them a little bit too much credit, but yeah, it's chill. It's there. You know what? It's there. And it, I, I think, I think it's at least worth a listen, I would say. Um, so yeah. Hey, check, there it is. Lobotomized Triet family singers. There was the quote from Deborah Ray Cohen. Um, ouch. <laughs> Fucking yikes. But, um, I mean, check it out. It's, it's worth, I mean, at some point I could be wrong, but at some point, like if something's that bad, that it becomes like a, 
cultural marvel of the 60s and 70s, like a legacy piece, it's worth something. It's worth looking into. Similarly, I would say Lord, Lord Such in The Heavy Friends by Screaming Lord Such. It's a... He's a horror rock guy. I don't know if we have any any horror rockers in the house tonight. I looked this one up. I listened to a couple of the songs. Jimi Hendrix features on it. Uh, Jeff Beck, John Bonham. These are all names I'm supposed to know. Jimmy Page. Noel Redding. I think I know their name. It's good. I It sounded like music. People were like, oh, it's like commercial. And it's like, I don't know if they really holds up because like, I don't know. I'm not in the 70s. I'm not bothered by it being commercial. I just hear I just hear loud guitars. I'm just fucking down for it. Um, and everyone involved was like, we regret this. And I do feel bad about that. I feel bad about the kids being forced into the the um, the shakes group, too. Um, Adela by Adela. I could also be saying it wrong. It could be Attila. Uh, Billy Joel was in this. They have a song. <laughs> Wait, what was the fucking lyric from that song? Uh, so this is, uh, it'll, oh, sorry, A-T-T-I-L-A, Wonder Woman, there it is. So they, the, 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 the lead song on the Adela, so Adela is, uh, a psychedelic rock duo that only produced one album, it featured Billy Joel, and, um, and, um, <laughs> I guess it was just, like, bad, I thought it was cool, like, I listened to some of the songs, the lead song is, um, uh, how does it go? Um, Wonder Woman, with your skin so fair. Wonder Woman, with your long brown hair. Does she have brown hair? I guess. I don't know. You have the velvet touch. You have what I want so much. My love is burning fire. My need is my desire. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is just a young Billy Joel being horny for Wonder Woman. And I think, honestly, also given the time period, they did live-action Wonder Woman going in. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure all the young men and probably some young ladies, horny for Wonder Woman. I don't know. I was never horny. I'm, I'm not a superhero person. I, I don't watch superhero media, so I don't fucking know. But uh, I'm sure someone was into it. Um, Yeah, so people are like, it's like fake deep. Uh, like, psychedelic rock and it's like i mean the, the first song is again a love letter to wonder woman we're it's okay sometimes lyrics don't have to give meaning we're good i thought it was chill i i it seemed like a pretty chill album um again this is probably also because later in the list the further we go down the less they are albums and actually songs um so there's it tony bennett sings the great hits of today by tony bennett from 1970. Again, I looked this one up. It looked good. It sounded good. Um, it just, it's basically Tony Bennett does contemporary hits of the time in his, um, style. So, um, I think there was, it was like trying to bridge a gap that wasn't really there because like there, it was, it was, I think, given the time period something about this album i looked it up and I, I looked through and i listened to it it was something about like it was kind of the reverse of a genre that was there at the time but then like because he reversed it there wasn't as much of a market for it so like um he's there's sometimes he was trying to do pop goes punk before pop goes punk if anyone remember if anyone remembers pop goes punk right so like you know it used to be like 
you know, like the ready set covered uh, airplanes by B.O.B. while airplanes was still a song that people were listening to. Someone did someone did take it with by Kesha, something like that. Uh, and it's how I knew I was by. I listened to both versions. <laughs> um, also, uh, love Kesha, support Kesha. Um, so it's um, it's Tony Bennett who he does kind of like. It, he plays it straight in this album too, which is endearing, I guess. Um, it's endearing, but if if it's like super not your thing, it's also I, it's a frustration because like the song's right there. Like something that people usually like to do with novelty remixes is the song's not right there anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not a super big music guy, but like I do distinctly know of some novelty remixes where it's like very much an older song. Like okay, so there's a song I forget what dubstep artist did it. It's like it's called like in the let me fucking look it up. It's in the in the in the hall of the Wobble King, is that it? Did I spell hole wrong? Maybe. In the hall of the so basically, it's in the hall of the Mountain King, right? But so it's a song that's like far removed from right now, or from when they from when this song was released. So by the time that they did release, I'm gonna find it in the cave of the Wobble King. I'm sorry, which is a dubstep step remix by Ganja White Knight of in the hall of the Mountain King. By the time that it was released, it was kind of more of a novelty because they it was it wasn't like that song was right there. You know what I mean? I think that was probably the problem with this, that, like, so, this is Tony Bennett doing Beatles remixes. The Beatles are right there. <laughs> like, we don't need Tony Bennett to do this, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, I listened to it, it's technically competent, um, because it's Tony Bennett, he's fucking been at it for fucking a million billion years, um, you know, he's, when, when did he start? How long has he been active? He's still active now, he's still, he's still going. Um, uh, big band show tunes, jizz, uh, years the active 1936 to 2021. Okay, so he's no longer. I think I thought he did something with Lady Gaga very recently, um, but he might not just still be recording anymore because I know that he does have Alzheimer's, I believe. Um, but like you know, it's it, he's been he's been in it even back in 1970 when the song was released. He'd still been in it for almost 40 years, so like it's very technically competent. It's just, at the time, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. So, but I think it's good. I think it's worth a listen if you like Big Band, <laughs> or if you like, like, crooning. Um, I, I'm not super into it, but it's got all the hits. It's got, you know, Sunrise, Sunset, uh, Eleanor Rigby, uh, MacArthur Park, which, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's gonna make another, it's gonna make another appearance. Uh, it is The Look of Love, which I thought was gonna be the song by, oh, fucking, I don't remember their song. Um, uh, ABC. That's the look. That's the look. The look of love. And then it wasn't because the song was released in 1982. Um, uh, but you never know. So I did listen to that when I was like, wow, this cover sucks. <laughs> it's because it was a different song. But it's my opinion. Um, so that's okay. Uh, let's see. So it's Tony Bennett sings the great hits of today. Um, Let's see. It is. I didn't. I didn't hear this one. Um, I didn't listen to this one. Bennett didn't want to sing. Yeah. Wait. I gotta look this one up. So Tony Bennett didn't want to sing Eleanor Rigby. 
He wanted to do it in the style of William Shatner. Now, not to be that guy, but uh, guess who speaks a lot like William Shatner? Take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, what was this? Tony Bennett sings the great hits of today. It's me, by the way. Also, as well, I'm the I I do. Okay, let's. Uh, I I gotta know. All right, let's see. So it's Eleanor Rigby, right? I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it, like it sounds like music so far. He's singing. Ooh. Oh, we got some brass. Okay, I see what they mean. So he's kind of leaning on the um, the beats behind him, which they do in jazz. I used to be in a jazz band, but I wasn't like super good at it. So where is, let's see if I can do this. So I was also in a marching band that did a Beatles show, and I believe we did feature Eleanor Rigby, but I can't remember for sure because I blocked out that part of my life. <laughs> so, but it, it should be, so kind of like a metronome, which would be like, I look at all the lonely people. Uh, yeah, I picked a key that I can't sing in. But so he's like, instead of being on the beat, he's slightly behind it. He's like, he's being jazzy with it. So I don't, is they William Shatner or is they just, he's singing like a jazz singer, which is what he is. He's, is it, is it, is there some point where you're so laid back on the beat, it becomes William Shatner? I don't think that's true because I, I used, I used to miss beats all the time in jazz band and, um, everyone else in the band was a huge Star Trek nerd and nobody liked me. So I feel like if it was true. They should have liked me more. Whatever. Uh, um, fuck yeah, who cares, man? Um, I don't know, I think I think it's a good album. Having fun with Elvis on stage. So this is one of the ones that when I said some of these aren't the albums, this, this is what I meant. So this is uh, the from Wikipedia. The album is a compilation of excerpts from Presley's concerts containing almost no actual music, and it's said consisting mainly of banter and jokes between songs. And I looked it up, and I listened to some of it, and it is it is just banter between songs. Um, it it is interesting. Elvis is going to make a couple appearances on this list. It is interesting. Why? Who is this for? Like, not that Will Art necessarily hates to have an audience. Some people create for the form of creating, but like, I feel like it's a little different when these are pre-recorded. It it just you know you know what I mean. Like, I do this just for fun. But, like, it's also, I feel like there's something maybe a little bit more, not necessarily cynical, but definitely commercialized about taking pre-recorded concerts. They were somebody doing music, also, you know, kind of, but, you know, whatever. But, like, doing music and taking just the vocal, just the just the speech of it and, like, collaging it into, a, a, like, a whole new, you know what I mean? It's kind of, there's something kind of, like almost surgical about it, like removing just the, the dialogue from individual concerts and splicing it together and being like, I've created new content. It's like, have you? Because they didn't necessarily add anything to it. It's not like an edit. 
like uh, not Wikipedia edits, like a YouTube edit. It's kind of like, what what is this? First, is it an album? I know comedians do albums. Um, I guess these what podcasts are now. At least it's what mine is. Um, but yeah, I don't know about this one. Also, like, what, 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 why would, why would you own it? You know what I mean? Like, when do you pop that album on? I mean, like, I listen to podcasts, like, in the car when I'm like, I can't, I can't, I cannot sit alone with my thoughts. And I hope that's the service I provide to you guys. Also, I hope you guys can, you know, sit with your thoughts. I hope you're all okay being in your head and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, so, you know, I listen to the podcast and I'm like, okay, I don't have to think I'm like less alone. There's people like whatever. Who's doing it with Elvis and specifically who's doing it with Elvis talking aimlessly over multiple conversations for multiple different concerts. They do not mesh. I just think it's interesting. It's interesting how far the memorabilia for certain artists, Elvis being one of them, he's gone. Where it's like, this would be considered a piece of Elvis memorabilia. memorabilia. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But it's like, why? (laughs) Why did you make this? For for who and for what purpose? And you really only listen to it once, right? Like, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where you put it on and it soothes you to sleep. I don't know. Uh, someone's, uh, one of the, sorry, I dropped my fucking phone on my keyboard. One of the, uh, one of the critics said that it should be released as a talking album only. Yup. Um, critics felt that the album's material was spliced in a manner lacking any continuity and nearly devoid of comprehensibility, let alone humor. And, um, yeah, uh, one day they're going to say that about mine, too. They're going to say that about this. It's the way it's cut together. Someone says it's so incoherent, you don't really get an idea of his stage presence because it doesn't make sense. Also, I feel like something like this, where it is the splicing, it would be very difficult to do in an audio medium specifically without buffers. So with something like, because it's ripped from video, right, or at least recordings from the shows, but I'm assuming it was ripped from video specifically because these were probably videotaped. Um, It's... It's easier when you splice it together and you cut certain sections, it's easier to tell what blends, which lines lead into another and which ones don't. I don't know why I'm explaining video to you guys is a podcaster, but like, so like, you know, he can be like, I don't fucking fucking know what this guy likes. He, you know, he is the hairstyle. He can be talking about like the hair gel he uses. And like with video, it's a lot more coherent because when he switches to talking about how much he loves bananas, because apparently Elvis fucking loved bananas, there's you can, there's a visible jump cut, and he'll presumably be in a different location, wearing a different outfit in front of a different crowd. But when you're just, like, in the car or wherever, this is sold on a record, so probably when you're just at home, probably stoned off your ass, because this was, like, 1970. Um, just listening to this, it's kind of like, what? Like, where where was the cut? How did we get from, oh, these must be two different cuts? Co- it's just, I feel like it. this wouldn't... This would have worked as, like, a clip show. I think this concept could have worked as, like, a VHS tape if they could have just held out. Because someone, hardcore, would, there is an audience for it. I just don't necessarily know it was a... Like a... Like a... Like a... It, like it hates to be an audio audience. But hey, man, what do I know? <laughs> so... And also, we're 40 years past the fact, so I, I can't... I can't critique them too much, I guess. Um... 
but it did peak at number nine on the Billboard Hot Country LPs chart. Um, and then it was deleted and it was never reissued on CD. Well, there you go. <laughs> Life cycle of an album. It's the circle of album. Metal machine music. I know what you're thinking. It's not heavy metal. It's um different. Uh it's it's interesting. So it's um it's an album entirely consisting of guitar feedback loops. And I looked it up. It's four parts, it's only four songs. They're kind of long, they're like seven minutes, I think. Um <laughs> I would listen to this, and I don't know what it says about me. And also they all kind of sound similar, but I don't know if they're trying to do like I don't think they're trying <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to do like a theme or if it's like Maybe it's a little different and difficult to get um, guitar feedback to sound different. Lou Reed. Uh, Lou Reed's also going to make a, a couple appearances on this list. I think it's good. I think it's artsy, but I do also appreciate modern art and performance art, which I know makes me kind of a dingus. I know that when it comes to art, I have dingusy appearances. I like or uh, dingusy um, um, <laughs> opinions. I like performance art. I like stupid art films. I like, so I, I'm the one person Lou Reed made this for. It was in 1975. He knew some fucking cunt was going to be born in 1996. They was going to like this. And I, and I do, I think it's good. Um, I think you have to be in a mood for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, if, if you're even a bad day and you go home and you put on metal machine music and it's like not to relieve anger, it's like to calm yourself down, maybe talk to somebody. But other than it, yeah, whatever, man, because it really is just metal sounds. This one, I also didn't understand why it made the list. I guess it is kind of the same thing I was saying with the Tony Bennett. It's kind of straddling uh, like a mix of genres, but it, it did it in reverse. So it's wrong. Um, it's the soundtrack to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, Various Artists. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a cover album. Um, I, you know, it's, I don't, I don't see why, I don't see why it's bad, you know? I'm not a super big Beatles fan, but, you know, glam rock and disco? Why is that bad? When has it ever been bad? I don't think so. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it's the soundtrack to the movie. Let's see who was on it. I guess there was a movie. Bee Gees, um, they were there, sorry, um, now the Bee Gees, Peter Frampton, that's a name, oh, was it mostly the Bee Gees? It was mostly the Bee Gees, um, I, oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I forgot the, uh, you know, Frankie Howard, Alice Cooper, did Because, hey man, if you have Alice Cooper on it, how, how are you upset about anything, um, but, you know, uh, yeah, who's to say? So I think this is just another one where it's kind of like the the original. We're not far enough past the original songs where the novelty of them being re-recorded is still a novelty. People just find it annoying. Um, I mean, which is fair, but you know, 1980s to 1990s were still in the albums. Uh, Elvis's greatest shit released in 1982, which is a post. <laughs> Posthumous? Posthumous? Post-death. Uh, bootleg compilation album consisting largely of outtakes and a selection of Presley's movie soundtrack songs from the 60s. I looked it up. I'm not super into Elvis, so I don't like super now. I, it's, uh, first of all, he died in the bathroom, so I do think that naming the posthumous album Elvis is Great as Shit is like kind of insensitive um 
but yeah, I looked it up and some of them are just like regular songs. There's just like, he did a cover of, um, oh fuck, I can't, I have to find it now. Uh, Elvis's grade. Fuck. No. It's not what I aced for. Greatest shit. Um, yeah, he does, like, a cover of Old MacDonald, and it's like, okay, all right, I don't, what's up? <laughs> like, why, why are we upset about that? Um, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, and it says it was made, it, it was made deliberately to highlight the worst of his career. So, again, who is the, the audience? Do people that are so into Elvis want this are they like who <laughs> i guess i'm the audience um but like i'm the audience and that i'm fascinated in the fact that it exists it's something that bait is allowed to exist i but i'm not the audience and i would buy it to own <laughs> you know what i mean who bought it to own in 1982 anyway yeah so they it there um thank you by duran duran um uh, I forgot about this album because I, but I, I remembered it because it features the song White Lines, which if you don't know, is um, about Don't Do Blow. It's the whole song. It's White Lines, Don't Do It, originally released by Mel Mel. Duran Duran featured on it, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so it's about Don't Do Blow. It's the whole song. And I... <laughs> I, I, I was really into 80s music in high school. I'm still really into 80s music. And my mom's coworker gave her a bunch of CDs that hit 80s songs. And I, like, downloaded all of them to my iPod, and I listened to them, and I listened to the 8 one, and I was like, huh. Okay. Seems... but it, uh, Okay. But then the next song is, like, Sex Ima by Berlin. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Get mixed messages. Premarital sex. Cool. Fun. Blow. Don't do. I mean, you know, um, it's just interesting. It was just an interesting. I'm pro premarital sex and I'm pro helping people that have substance abuse issues and harm reduction and destigmatizing those sort of things. I'm also pro not calling it blow. Um, I don't know why I call it blow. <laughs> I'm sorry. They also have a song called 9-11 is a Joke, um, which is a, a public enemy cover. And it took me a second because I read it is, uh, sorry, did I say 9-11? I meant 9-1-1. I, I read it is 9-11 again. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> it took me a second because I was like, wait, didn't they not happen yet? 9-1-1. ACAB, but also not 9-11. I'm fucking stupid. Um, yeah, it's just a cover album that uh, people didn't necessarily enjoy. Um, and the, the reviewers like, it's kitsch sometimes, but not really. And I, I think that's fair. Um, I think I think it could be okay. Um, let's see. 20, 2000s to 2010s. Playing with Fire by Kevin Federline. I looked this one up. I could only find one song from it. Kevin Federline was uh Britney Spears's ex-husband and um I could only find one song. I'm gonna look it up. What the hell was the name of it again? Kevin Fee Feederline. Uh Popuzeo. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's good. I, I like it. It's uh, uh it's about bringing your ace on the floor. 
and moving it real fast. He says, I want to see your kitty and a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in your city? Girl, don't you worry about all that dough, because the kid is coming straight out of the know. Ready to rook these shows all the way to Rio? I know it's Rio, but I hate a, fu- I hate a funky kind of thing going on there. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I, it's catchy. Um, I don't know why the rest of the, the album is not on Spotify, um, but I, I like that. I think it's catchy. Um, it says it was a commercial failure, but I don't know. Maybe they just weren't ready for it yet in 2006. Maybe in 2006, people didn't appreciate, like, a funky flute introduction. I know that I probably didn't. In 2006, I was 10. I don't think I knew what a flute was. Um, Chinese Democracy, Guns N' Roses, 2008. I didn't realize Guns N' Roses was still making music. Um, I looked it up. Yeah, it's whatever. It's hard rock. It's it's Guns N' Roses. It's fine. It's fine for what they are. Sorry, I'm not like a super big Guns N' Roses fan, but like I would, li- you know, if it, if this came on to like, you know, Big 103, I'd listen to it. You know what I mean? Like if this is just like on the radio, yeah, whatever, man. It's fine. It says that it was stuck in in development hell. Um, same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think. It, 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 whatever it's it's not their best but i listened to it and it was fine this is i'm not i'm not technically skilled enough about music to make a valid criticism also a lot of these from the actual existing musicians with the exception of the two elvis uh speaking albums are technically competent like a lot of these are already made by people that are in the industry so like you know uh, everyone, yeah, with the exception of like very interesting, like experimental or gimmicky albums, they're all technically competent. Like, um, you know, Tony Bennett, he knows what he's doing, technically competent. Uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, they've been it, it for a while. It, you know, the, the development product problems notwithstanding, technically competent. It doesn't sound slaved together, it just doesn't measure up to what critics saw in their previous things. So that's how they had ended up on this list. Some of these, I swear, are going to be terrible. The two Elvis ones, absolutely. <laughs> um, so Egan Quigg, 2009. I think he was from X Factor. I could be wrong. Uh, yes, he was. He was from X Factor. Um, Studio album. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Um, it was bad. I guess it was bad. I only listened to one song of it. It's 2009, so it does definitely look like a product of its time. It's packaged as a product of its time. I know American pop culture isn't the be-all and end-all of everything, but Justin Bieber's Canadian, and I'm not. I'm from Massachusetts, for people that were wondering. I try to sneak that in at least once an episode so everyone knows what the fuck is going on here. Um, so, yeah, so it looks like a Justin Bieber album. It's a little bid it's um some of the notes he doesn't hit but hey man neither do i but yeah i mean and they did a they he does a cover of um uh um uh, does your mother know by eva and i'm just gonna say you can never do eva i'm sorry egan quig is a really fucking cool name but you'll never be eva i'll never no, no one will ever be eva you know what i mean but i'm you know i'm i'm a queer so Maybe that's just me having queer people opinions. Uh, Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica. Uh, so this is our second Lou Reed on the... I, I thought it was fine. This is our second Lou Reed on the, the, the list. It, um, you know, 
Uh, I like Lou Reed's statement. He says, I don't have any fans left after Metal Music Machine in 1975. They will fled. So who cares? I'm in this for the fun of it. I liked it. I actually didn't think this was bad. I thought some of the songs were kind of slow. I listened to two or three of them. And some of them, especially given Lou Reed's one other entry on the list, don't really read as Lou Reed. And then some of them don't really read as Metallica. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, you know, you know how it is. Um, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, someone called it unmusic. <laughs> oh no, that's the next one. Uh, sorry. But yeah, I, I would suggest giving this one a, a bit of a, a bit of a check, a little check out there. Um, so, you know, I, I, sorry. I thought it was cool. Um. I mean, he does art rock. That's his thing. He does, like, art music. So, again, you have to take that with a grain of salt. I'm the dumb, nerdy art rock guy. So, I liked it. And if you didn't like the other album that was on this list, it's okay. Because this is literally nothing like it. So, you're free. It's okay. You're safe. You're not going to see it again. Uh, Streets in the Sky by the Enemy. I looked it up. I listened to some of it. It just sounded like Twee. It just sounded like like a little bit harder of the Twee, like Tumblr era, like yeah, kind of a Franz Ferdinand or um, like uh, an Arctic Monkeys. I know they're not Twee specifically, but like remember that era on like Tumblr, it just sounded like one of the bands that was probably popular around the time. And I know that it's like, you know, probably not their best work or something, but I recognized the name The Enemy. I don't know why. What were their songs? Um, yeah there we go so they're you know they're associated with manic street preachers the fratellis do 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 bring your sister over here do 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 i don't know uh yeah it's just they kind of they're just they kind of thing um so you know uh i yeah it's fine i don't i didn't think it was bad um, so, yeah, but if you're not into that kind of stuff, then maybe it is. I don't think it's unmusic. I don't think it's shite in the noonday sun attracting flies, but hey, man, whatever. Uh, they're, they're, they're different over there, I, I'm guessing. I think they are from the UK, the enemy UK. Yep. Yeah, so there was that one. So that's all the albums. We did it. Sitting on my bed, I gotta change positions. Ow, there we go. I don't know if you guys just heard me fucking snap my hip. So, these are the songs considered the worst ever. Examples of sources, according to Wikipedia, include VH1's 50 Most Awesomely Bade Songs Ever and Blender Magazine's Run For Your Life. It's the 50 Worst Songs Ever, which I think might be overkill. Um, the songs aren't coming to get you. But also, I I don't have to run. I have hearing loss. I can just step five feet away and song's gone. I don't care. Uh, and some of these aren't even bad. That being said... <laughs> Some of these are very, very big, because the first one on the list from the 50s and 60s is Yes, yes Sir, That's My Baby, uh, released by Harry Stewart under an alias. He's a dialect comic, and he's doing, it's billed is a mock Japanese novelty record. Dialect comic, mock Japanese novelty record. There is no universe in which it is not racist. Um, yeah, there's no way this was good. Um, I couldn't even find, I couldn't, it's not even on Spotify, so I, I don't know what it sounds like, and I don't want to. 
Um, but when you do go to type it in, which don't, don't to listen to it, I, I was testing to see if it was on Spotify. I was like, oh shit, is this guy still fucking making money for this shit? Is he still alive? Pace Away 1956. Um, so, uh, oh, three years after this. Wow. This is long, this is not that long ago, but I, some, for some reason I read 50s and 60s and I was like, oh yeah, 60s. There was just a 20 year decade. I'm stupid. Um, so yeah. Um, but when you do t try to, if you, when you do, when you do type in yes, sir, to Spotify, there is a good song that comes up called yes, sir. I can boogie, which I've seen the music video. They got some fun dance moves. They always dress in contrasts and colors and yes, sir, they can boogie. So check that out instead of this. Um, I can't pronounce the next one because on the album, it was, uh, written backwards. Um, because it was written backwards because it was a big mass song. Um, so it's, ah, ah, yeah, am ikit at Nimok Arieta by, um, Vix Nolopan. And if you don't know what I just said, I said, they're coming to take me away. Haha. -ha, by Napoleon, uh, XIV 14th, the 14th. Um, so the record consists solely of they're coming to take me away. Haha. -ha, a novelty hit for Jerry Samuels under the Napoleon, the 14th stage name played in reverse to the point that even the, the titled artist is not Napoleon or even Samuel, but Vix Noel Pan. Um, I mean, my mom really likes that song, the original, not the basic, the big mask version. I don't know if she knows about the big, I just remember learning about it in childhood. And then everyone was surprised when I went to the psych ward and it's like, hello, they came to take me away. <laughs> they, they, they came to take me away to the, the funny farm where life was beautiful all the time. And, but it wasn't like that. Um, so yeah, I, you guys probably know this song. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. What are the lyrics? Uh, I should know this. Uh, they're coming to take me away. Whoops. Away. There it is. Classic album cover. It's a man dressed as Napoleon and an invisible dog and a fire hydrant. Yep. Because <laughs> it was the 70s, 60s. It was the 60s. All right, where is it? Uh... There it is. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't really, yeah, there we go. To remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind, and they're coming to take me away, haha, <laughs> they're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, to the funny farm, where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, haha, <laughs> it's the whole song. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's about stalking a woman, and then being upset when you can't do it anymore. Um, and it's described as a rape precursor. Did something. <laughs> um, so, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is it a booted dog? This says it's a booted dog. <gasps> it is a booted dog. I was wrong. Oh, I missed this line. So, the implication throughout the song is that this man has gone mad due to his romantic partner leaving. This line is the punchline of the song, which is revealed that he's singing about a dog that ran away. Oh. 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 
and the implication is that the dog will be put to sleep. Napoleon, don't do it. Well, wait, is it? Is it? So the line is, and, uh, well, just you wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. The ASPCA doesn't put the animals to sleep, does it? Oh, yeah, maybe it does. Ugh. Well, maybe it was at the time. I, I don't know for sure. Interesting. Well, so that's the song. Um, it's out there, and it is it is on it is on this list. Um, so yeah. So first, we we started this list, this part of the list, by uh, offending Japanese people by being very very offensive towards Japanese people, which is wrong. And then uh, the the then we just uh, offended mentally ill people. We did very very offensive things, but I mean you know funny farm. There, there you have it. This song's called Paralyzed. Um, and I can't tell if it's supposed to be about paralyzed people, so it's some sort of trifecta. We're just, none of these are good so far. Um, it's by Legendary Stardust Cowboy. See you later, Legendary Space Cowboy. Stardust Cowboy, I'm sorry. Also, I'm not a cowboy, but like, and I also don't want a gravestone, but if I did get a gravestone, calling me a legendary star to something you know they would be pretty you know they have like loving mother devoted brother legendary stardust motherfucker you know it's just, it's just those little things um it consists of one chord strums random and mostly unintelligible screaming an abrupt bugle solo so it's just so much screaming i don't really know what it's about but it's called paralyzed from 1968 um yeah, and it's considered the worst song ever released by a major label. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know too much about Legendary Stardust Cowboy. Um, their real name is Norman Carol Odam. They're from Texas. Um, are they still around? Yeah, okay, this person's still... They do surf rock. Okay, I like surf rock. I just uh, didn't know about this one. Ah, here it is. While in college, Odam had the idea of writing a wild song that would captivate anyone. So, the trick features unintelligible snarls, growls, and similar vocalisms. Um, and he occasionally yells the song's title. Oh, okay, that's where it comes from. Um, and it's about his unrequited love for a real-life beautiful cheerleader from Lubbock. Uh, okay. Huh. Is this, um, is this what love does to people? They they just, they don't, they... When you when it, before I loved you, I could play all these beautiful guitar riffs, and now my brain is so full of loving you, I just got I just got this one uh, chord, and I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna yell over it uh, because my brain is so full of loving you, I don't have any more music thought left. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so yeah, maybe this is why I'm not a musician. Anyway, the next one is MacArthur Park, which um, it's about a it's about. <laughs> What's it about? Uh, it's about a person that left the cake out in the rain, okay? And um, and they'll never have the recipe again. Again. Ha <laughs> ha! It's the Donna Summer recording. Um, I thought that this was the other song. I thought this was Tom Steiner, which may or may not... I didn't get down to the 90s yet on this list, which may or may not be on this list. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the words. I just know I just know the TikTok sound. <laughs> I know Tom Steiner. It's featured in the um 
not Beastie Boys. It's the other boy band. Fall Out Boy. There it is. Uh, uh, song, uh, um, the, the other band with boy in it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Some legends are told. Centuries. Remember me. Remember me for centuries. Uh, next is Obla Di Obla Da by the Beatles. I like this one just because you can pop it on and people remember it. Uh, and a lot of like music recognition. Uh, I I work in uh, dementia care, and this is a song that people tend to recognize a lot. I think because it's kitschy. You know, like Obla Di Obla Da, life goes on, brah. La 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 la, life goes on. It's kind of like a bouncy bass line to it. Um, you know, and, you know, whatever, and they met in a marketplace, and he said, girl, I like your face, and yeah, people remember it. Uh, it's kind of vapid, <laughs> but so am I. Um, so, I'm not a super big Beatles guy. I don't think it deserves to be the worst songs ever, because, keep in mind, we started off this list with a mock Japanese novelty record, and, um, everything else under it. <laughs> um, so... And it, it gets worse. There, there's more. Now that we've hit the, the 70s and the 80s, uh, you're having... Okay, first, in, interesting. I've always... Sometimes when artists use parentheses, they don't need to. Right? Um, so this song is parentheses your, end parentheses, having my baby by Paul Anka. Um, I read the lyrics. And first of all, the parentheses don't need to be there. Second of all, when I type it in to find the lyrics, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna put the parentheses because I don't give a shit. Do, do, do. Uh, Polanka, Polanka, Polanka. There it is. You're having my baby. Because I'm also just reading it. It's just like, you're having my baby. Um, so anyway, uh, I think Polanka, he's a pregnancy fetish. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say that. Uh, and he's, he is still alive, so technically they'd slander, but also, okay, it's slander, whatever, I mean, when you can come after me, little, little me, please don't, uh, um, also, I think maybe my bad reaction to the lyrics of the song might be, I, pregnancy is body horror, to me, I think it's beautiful, I think it's great, miracle of life, anyone that wants to experience it, it can be experienced by all sorts, all different genders, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's, you know, and there's also a lot of complications. There can be a lot of pain. There can be a lot of heartache and there should be support for people that have gone through pregnancy relation related trauma, regardless of what shape they trauma took. That being said, um, pregnancy for me is inherently body horror. I've never done it. I used to have like intrusive thoughts, like very strong intrusive thoughts about pregnancy. Um, so it's just, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I don't have the guts, even though I have the gut for it. I have uterus and whatever. Womb. Um, so, huh, huh, huh. okay, so Paul Anka says, um, having my baby, what a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Having my baby, what a lovely, lovely way of saying that you're thinking, what you're thinking of me. I, I feel like I... You could just send a card. Yeah, I, I might be wrong, but like thinking of you, actively have a child inside me. I don't know. I feel like there's there's whole was Hallmark not invented by now? Is it is they, why this song is the way that it is? They didn't have cards, maybe. Um, I can see it. Face is glowing. I can see in your eyes. I'm happy. You know it. Uh, 
that you're having my baby. You're the woman I love, and I love what it's doing to you. All right. Okay, buddy. Having my baby. You're a woman I love, and I love what's going through you. I feel like we can't call pregnancy something going through a person, because that implies pregnancy via blowjob, which is not the way that it works. Um, also, maybe, maybe this is very progressive, and it's about somebody with morning sickness of a diarrheal variety. I don't know. Something tells me it's not. Something tells me this is just about my wife is pregnant and I think it's sexy. Which, fine, but the whole song about it? And it gets patronizing. It gets worse from here. The need inside you. I see it showing. Whoa, the seed inside you. You didn't have to say seed. You're not an alien, my guy. It's cool. You didn't have to You didn't have to say seed. It's, you, you could have said any other word. You could have not written the song. <laughs> they would have been cool. Um, baby, do you feel it growing? Are you happy? You know it, that you're having my baby. It's a, it's a duet uh, with a woman named Odia. I'm a woman in love, and I love what it's doing to me. Oh, God, they're both they're both in on it. At least it's consensual. At least everyone likes the pregnancy fetish. Um, Paul says, didn't have to keep it. Wouldn't put you through it. You could have swept it from your life. I think that's maybe not how one refers to abortion, Paul. I think. It's not what I would say. But you wouldn't do it. No, you wouldn't do it. Hey, Paul Anka fans, you wouldn't have an abortion, right? I'm Paul Anka. You ladies are the, you wouldn't do it, right? No, I know you wouldn't. I'm Paul Anka. Don't sweep it away. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, Dance with me, Reginald Bosanquit. I looked this one up. It isn't on Spotify. I found it on uh, YouTube. Um, It's a disco song with lyrics narrated in the style of a British news case. I think it's clever. I'm a walking novelty person, so I like the idea of novelty songs. I think it's really cool. Um, so uh, people were people were pretty rude about this guy. He's a newscaster. I think he he he. What did they say? Um, he he. Epilepsy, I believe, and I think they said he did stroke. That was it. Um, he had a stroke and he he had epilepsy. And both of these things um, uh, contributed to, he had like a, a slur to his speech, like a characteristic way of speaking, they said. And you can tell in the song. And I think that's fine. Like, I think, I don't think that music should be only for people of certain vocal types. Says me. Um, and you can tell he's British, too, in the song. And I don't think music should be, like, just for people without, like, speech uh, differences or, you know, like, the accents or anything like that. That being said... I can't, I can't sing. <laughs> My accent comes right through. It just, it just goes full Wisconsin for no reason. Um, and I'm not from there. But when people, when people hear me sing, they're like, oh, Minnesota? And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so I, th I thought this one was good. I like disco. I like novelty, usually. Um, so I'm a disco novelty. I like this one. This one gets a piece. Um, the Birdie song by the Tweets. I genuinely don't know why this one was so like poorly rated it just is the chicken dance it just is the chicken dance it says it's a straight cover of the popular chicken the popular children's novelty song the chicken dance i don't understand like why is it such a problem for anyone 
It's it's just a novelty. And just people dancing dressed as birds. Who cares, man? Who 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 genuinely cares? And in 1981, the song was recorded and re-released in Finland by Frederick under the name Tralala. Tralala. Okay, yeah, I guess they make sense. They make sense. Um, whatever, man. Just let people dance like chickens. I listen to it. I think the instrumental's great. They got a fucking um uh, accordion, which might be MIDI. I don't know. It might not be real. It might be MIDI, but it's it's not mid. It's not MIDI to me. It's a mid joke. Anyway, um, Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Uh, now I think we're getting into songs people might recognize. It's the one that's like, Ebony and Ivory come together in perfect harmony. I'm not a singer. Side by side on my piano. Do, do, do. It's um, the most basic. <laughs> Basically, the song is um, some of my piano keys are white. Some of my piano keys are bleak. Some people are white. Some people are bleak. On my piano, well, the keys are okay with each other. Why not people? It's like the most, like, is a white person, I, you know, am not in a place to criticize how we solve racism, but also <laughs> something tells me this song alone didn't cure racism. All the way. Um... It is really catchy, though. It is an earworm. I didn't realize people didn't like that song. Um, like, because, it, like, like the, I mean, it gets a lot of airplay, or at least, it, you know, sometimes. I've heard it before. <laughs> so, um, and, and, yeah, I do understand that it is saccharine, and it's heavy-handed, and it's not necessarily the most, like, there's so much more to the conversation that they just, it is not in the song remotely at all. Um, so, but I didn't realize that, because people reference it a lot, so I didn't realize people didn't like it. People mention this song a lot. I've heard a lot of people mention this song, and it gets a lot of airplay, so I didn't realize it was as critically panned as it really is. So it's really interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so it's 1982, and then the next is True by Spandu Ballet, which I might be saying wrong. Um, there, uh, I don't even fucking know that. It's the one that's like, da 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 I know this much is true, this much is true, this much is true, I know, I know, I know this much is true. I don't know why I have this fucking song memorized. It's another one of those songs that was on those 80s CDs where I was like, okay, yep, <laughs> it's a song. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little dull. It's, it's, it's pretty dull. Um, it's very slow. It's incredibly slow. It's kind of sappy. Um, what the fuck is it even about? Um, uh, uh, oh, they fell in love. The people on um, <laughs> the people from Spandu fell fell in love with each other, and they wrote this song. I guess it's cute. I guess it's fine. You know who cares? It's it's fine. Um. Uh, yes. It's supposed to, it's supposed to, uh, hmm. No, wait, am I looking at a different song? I might be. No, I am. I'm looking at the right song, but they keep referencing the B-side of the song, I think, like it was the actual song, so I don't think it did well. Someone says it's smoochy. It is true. Um, <laughs> that much is true. Um, 
It's a giant of the time. Um, it's truly a perfect song. You know, I don't, um, I, I don't, I don't think we should bash this song. It, it, it's sweet. I think it's sweet. And, and again, it's technically competent and it's kind of, it's a little dopey, but like, I don't know, people in love made it. So whatever people in love have made a lot worse things. Hey man, I got here somehow. Uh, there's a song called Igadoo by Blake Lace. I looked it up. This is another fucking novelty song. It's, uh, yeah. Ah, oh, man. It says, someone, so, it's, it, it's, it's every party cliche you've ever heard. It is just, I think it's just two white guys pretending to be Pacific Islanders. Um, so that's not good. Um, and, uh, was it originally recorded in French? It was originally recorded in French from a Moroccan hit. That I didn't know. Um, so it's, it's, we're just taking all sorts of music from everywhere and compressing it into one horrible fucking song. Um, so I am interested in what the B-side is. It's just called Fiddling. Um, so this is Blake Lace Fiddle. I want to know if it's just straight fiddle music. Um, so, uh, Fiddling. Um, I already forgot their fucking name. Blake Lace. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just fiddle music. It's I, I enjoy, I enjoy a good fiddling. Um, oh, and now I got, I got yodeling, fiddling blues. I got, wow, everybody's coming up. Uh, fiddling around. Wow. I didn't know that, uh, I didn't know there's such a wealth of fiddling music here on, um, Spotify. Uh, let's see. Next is Susudio by Phil Collins. I don't know the words. Uh, I just know that he's like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 Su-su-studio. Su-su-studio. Uh, it sounds, the instrumental is very similar to Prince's 1999. It's true. Uh, and it's cool to rip off, and that's why people didn't like it. It's a little cheesy. It's another cheesy one. It's, it's yeah, whatever. Hey, man. It's all about love these days, right? In 1985, it's another, it's su for people wondering, is not a word. It's not, um... And it's not a, it's, um, he said the lyric Su-Su-Studio just came out of his mouth. So they couldn't find something else to fit into it. So they just made it the name of the love interest. I think it's a pretty cool name. Um, I think it's cute. It's, it's a product of its time. It's very aggressively 80s. It's very aggressively 1985 sounding. It's very aggressively Phil Collins. Um, it's cute. I don't think it's one of the worst songs ever made. Keep in mind, we started this part of the list again with a racist anti-Japanese novelty song. So, and like Phil Collins, you know, he kind of does Phil Collins, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's always going to be Phil Collins. <laughs> like, we're not escaping the fact that it's Phil. I like him, but he's like, it's like, I don't know super a lot of his, I like him in that I don't know a lot of his discography, but like, if, you know, if I'm like, <sighs> five PBRs in and it comes up on a bar and it's karaoke. I might know some of the words and maybe I'll go up there and sing along, but yeah, we'll probably just do it from the audience. <laughs> um, so whatever. Uh, the next one is We Built This City by Starship. We built this city on rock and roll. Um, 
Yeah, I like this song. I used to listen to this a lot in middle school. I don't know why. I was born in 1996. Not to be like, I was born in the wrong generation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that people are wondering, in case people are wondering why I know any of these references, I don't fucking know. Uh, we built this city. I know that my voice is a little, um, I, I could be any age, <laughs> um, except for young. It's true. I think maybe, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was the lines like knee deep in the hoopla. Maybe that's what sank it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it's, um, maybe it's, uh, the, the, the line about a person named Marconi playing the Mambo, which is a dance, but they, they said Mamba instead, which is a type of snake that you do not play because it's, it's a fucking snake. Um, and it just made it to the radio anyway, that they fully said the wrong fucking word. Um, uh, there's a person, yeah, it's the vocalist is named Mickey, by the way, his name is Mickey Thomas. Um, I'm just going to say, like I always say, it's always a Michael. It's always a Michael or a derivative of Michael fucking the shit up. They, it went to print like that. So, okay, Marconi, whatever you got to do, bud. Um, what's, uh, what's going on there with the reference to the Golden Gate Bridge? Okay, yeah, it's just, um, not, I know what, I know what the bridge is known for. I was like, hey, Starship, why did you build this city? Um, not for that, so that's good. Uh, this one I also don't agree with being on the list. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. I think, you know, I, 1988, so... Maybe people glossing over it is because literally no one gives a shit anymore. But, like, straight up, it's an acapella song. Like, every single sound is Bobby McFerrin's voice in the song. It's dedication. It's not even other singers. It's him going back and layering it back over. And again, guess who doesn't understand audio editing? I know. Um, so maybe it's just me not knowing. But I think it's fucking cool as hell. It's cheerful. Um... I like it. I don't want to worry, and I want to be happy, and I, I think I think it's great. I like it. I think Bobby McFerrin did a good job. Um, so, yeah. I I love it. I don't think this one belongs there. I think people just got annoyed at it, but it's like, I don't know. It, whatever, man. So, uh, if you don't like happiness, it's not my fucking problem. <laughs> um, so, uh, 1990s to 2000s, Ice, Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's he singing about anyway? What, what was up with him? Oh wow, that is sure a goatee and a soul pitch and a lip ring. I kind of want the lip ring. Um, I do, I do, I do want the, um, I do want the lip ring. Um, <laughs> he says my lyrics aren't pump it up, go go. At least I'm saying something, dude. You're saying ice ice baby. It's not. You're not saying a, 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 you're not, you're not, what are you saying? <laughs> what does it mean, my guy? Um, uh, I, I really, I don't know. I, yeah, I can see this being one of the worst ones. And there is also the, the, it's another song that's very clearly 90s. It's very clearly from 1990 specifically. And there is, the baseline under pressure by uh queen and david bowie that's going on with it um so it's chill um you know and then he made that movie and it was it was questionable so i would say the song is better than the movie because at least it's shorter and you know it, it's another thing that like it, 
I'll, I'll, I'll get upstage and I'll, 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 I won't spit fire, but I'll, I'll spit some straight ice. I'm just, uh, whatever, man. Fine. I'm glad he made this so that when I get drunk in a karaoke bar, I can default to it because whatever. <laughs> hey, man, it's there. It's what it's there for. It's for drunk people in bars to default to when, when they can't do Susudio, when they're too drunk and they put too many Sus in studio. If you put too many ices in Ice Ice Baby, no one fucking gives a shit. No one's listening. So, cool. Next is Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, wow. I didn't realize the song was from 92. Don't break my heart. My achy breaky heart. Oh, that mullet is exquisite. That's what I think I look like in my own head. Uh, I don't think the song is bad. Um, it's for line dancing. I think maybe people didn't like it because they didn't, like, understand that it's for line dancing. Um, I'm gonna say I don't know how they listened to the song and they weren't like, oh, line dancing. Um, I like it. I think, and then the Chipmunks did a cover of it. It's there. And, um, you know, uh, uh, so there's it. <laughs> um... So, and then, it's fine. I think this one's fine. I can see where people might get, um, also, at some point, if your heart is that achy and breaky, maybe the critics are concerned, like, go talk to somebody, because there is a problem where people's hearts beat a little irregularly, and you might want to get checked out for that, Billy Ray Cyrus, um, but, you know, it's okay. Um, I think it's also cute. I think that's a cute way of being like, oh, they broke my heart, man. Ikey breaky heart. Uh, it could be magic by Take That. Barry Manilow cover. I. Could it be magic? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could it be magic? I cannot picture the song for the life of me. Let's see what's going on here. I mean, because it's a song. Could it be magic? Take That. I don't think you guys can hear it. I like it so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, break dancing. Oh man. They're sweaty and they're break dancing. I where's the song part of the song? Oh, okay, I do know the song. I know the I know um I know the Barry Manilow version. I do know the Barry Manilow version. Um yeah, I, you know, it's a little bit not, um, it's not, like, I don't know, it's not, it's not the Barry Manilow version, but, like, it's fine, uh, it's whatever, I think it's fine, um, you know, people do weird shitty covers all the time, the, uh, Vanilla Ice did a shitty cover of himself, so, <laughs> who cares anymore after that point, um, so I think this one's fine. What's up by Four Non Blondes? I feel like I know this song. Let's see. What's up, Four Non Blondes? Oh, it's that song. Uh, I don't think it's a bad one. It's the hey yeah 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean. What is going on, honestly? I think they were asking I think they were asking all the right questions. Uh I, I, I think it's catchy. Would I sit down and listen to it? No. But I, I definitely like 
if it played in something, I'd be like, that's fitting. Some of these songs, I think, are also very much, like, movie soundtrack songs. Like, um, this one, you know, this, this, whatever, this could be in a coming-of-age film. The, the people from the beginning, The Stakes, I think was their name, absolutely, their music, their sounds like a, like a little, like, A24 coming-of-age teeny bop thing, I don't know. So, hey man, it's music. Um, Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby. Oh, I've seen images of Mr. Blobby. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, well, you know. Mr. Blobby. Let's see. Oh, man. Merry Christmas, Mr. Blobby. Yep, he sure is. He's a bowling pin. It's also a person. It's also pink. It's also polka dotted. Ooh, I don't like this one. Let's look at the lyrics. Okay. Mr. Oh, Blo sorry. Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby. If only you could make us understand. Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby. Your influence will spread through the land. Let's hear it from Mr. Blobby. Oh, Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. His philosophy of life will steer him through. And as far as he can see, he's the same as you and me. And there's nothing in the world he cannot do. Um. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it just keeps going. Uh, no hill too high, no desert too dry, no road too long, no tide too strong, no bridge too far. He's got a car. There you go. Uh, no slope too steep, no thought too deep. Hmm. No star too bright, no squeeze too tight. Oh, okay. No tail too tall, no cat too cool. Oh, they're British, aren't they? So it's like, no tail too tall, no cat too cool. Cool. Something like that. No bass too low, he'll give it a go. No end to his talents, no sense of feelings. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Been there. Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby. When disaster strikes, you never get depressed. It's good. It's, you really want to. You really want to give kids the access to the word depression at a young age. That's true. Mental health education for everyone. Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby. You'll always prove that Blobby is the best. Who is the competitor? There's no one else doing what he does. He's a fucking humanized bowling pin. Although he's unconventional in hue, his philosophy of life will steer him through. And despite the limitation of his poor coordination, he'll, he knows he'll show the world a thing or two. You're the guy who puts do, uh, the do and do or die. Your deeds are guaranteed to stupefy. No ride too rough, no test too tough, no ache too slick, no race too quick, no shot, no shot too hot, he'll hit the spot. <laughs> no style too chic, no joke too weak, no chance too slim, no fate too grim, no foe too strong, no odds too long, no price too high, he's put some by, no dodge, no doubt, no baking out, blobby oh Mr. Blobby. If humanity is a question of degree, this is for children. We're asking children about what is humanity? To what degree? Blobby, oh, oh, Mr. Blobby, stay loyal to your Blobby pedigree. The Blobby, oh, Mr. Blobby, you're the one who bears the pink and yellow crest. Blobby, Mr. Blobby, you'll always prove that Blobby is the best. I don't know why Spotify isn't time-synced these lyrics yet, because, like, I, you know, I think there's probably people that need that. Not me. No one. Ma yeah, maybe no one. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. They, they, they one belongs on this list. Uh, I'm going to say Barbie Goral. <laughs> grew for a second there. Barbie Girl by Iqua does not. 1997. I'm older than this song? Damn. I think it's good. I like Iqua. I like that sort of Europop sound that they do. It's similar to Venga Boys a little bit. Um, you know, I it's they they kind of like Toy Box. They was another band of the kind. Yeah, see, see also Toy Box. 
I like the sound. I like the bubblegum pop. The like European bubblegum pop is, was really big in America in the 90s for some reason. And I, I liked it. It was good. I, I think it's great. Um, so I like it. I'm a Barbie girl, but I'm not in a Barbie world. Life hasn't been plastic or fantastic. But uh, you can brush my hair and undress me anywhere. I don't know the imagination. Life is my creation. No, it can be yours too. Life by Desiree? Des... Des... Uh, yeah. Wait. Am I... Yeah, okay. I, re I read it wrong. I was like, wait. There's no by. So I was like, shit, it's just called Life, Desiree. <laughs> but no, it is Life by Desiree. I don't know why they tripped me up. I was like, <laughs> Life, Desiree. They're just yelling at someone named Desiree about the meaning of life. I don't know if I remember this one. Life. D-E-S... Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like this so far. Okay, so I'm gonna say people trash the song for the lyrics, but it's kind of the same, like, weird lyrics that kind of don't mean anything but also mean a lot of things but also it's it could be anything who knows it's like kind of the same as like Alanis Morissette's ironic I would say it puts it in the category or even Beck's um loser or it's just they, she's saying things that rhyme and they're good and they make sense I'm afraid of the dark especially when I'm in a park hey that's fair and there's no one else around Ooh, I get the shivers I don't want to see the ghost it's the sight I fear the most. I'd rather have a piece of toast and watch the, more, the evening news. It kind of is, sorry, it kind of is the wondering style of like a Tom's Diner or that sort of thing. I like it. I think it's good. Um, She wants to fly around the world in a beautiful balloon. I want that for her. This is great. I, I like it. So, yeah, take this off the list. This is great. I'd rather have a piece of toast. I love toast. Uh, Nuki. By Limp Bizkit. I definitely know this song. <laughs> Someone, a critic says, it should be against the law to be Fred Durst. I, I listen to Limp Bizkit. Um, I don't remember if I know this song. Yeah, it's, um... It, yeah, now that I'm looking at the lyrics, it is, it is, it is, it is kind of, um... It is kind of exactly... It is... Ah, <laughs> Limp Bizkit is an American rape rock group and metal band from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, and you can tell. You can tell from the lyrics. Um, uh, I came into this world as a reject. Look into these eyes, then you'll see the size of the flames. Dwelling on the pace, it's burning up my brain. Just something about it, like, it's just... And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat. Yeah, been there, buddy. Um, should I be feeling bad? Should I be feeling good? It's it's quintessentially no other band would do it, um, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll listen to it. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, guitarist West Borland says the music was cool. I didn't like the lyrics. The funny thing is that Nuki was actually the working title. When we were in the studio, there was a porn magazine. Again, quintessentially, only that is the most Limp Bizkit thing I've ever heard. Um, and I uh, hate the word Nuki on the cover. So I was like, this song's called Nuki. I never thought anyone would actually run with it. I suppose it's all my fault. Um, yep. 
it, the, and the video was filmed in Long Island. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, this all tricks. This all, I think, no, this song doesn't belong on this list because everything about it makes perfect sense. If they, if they, if they, like, if the filming of the video was a different location, no. Or if Limp Bizkit was not a Floridian band, no. Like, if Limp, if Limp Bizkit was, like, from Nevada, then I could see people being like, yeah, but, like, it, it's all, it all just, it just meshes so perfect. It's fine. I like it. I like, I like Limp Bizkit. Um, so, Thong Song by Cisco. I believe I know this song. Thong, 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 thong. I'm gonna... Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, I mean, geez, people will just write music about anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, is somebody that I know somebody would write a song like this about? It makes me uncomfortable, but you know, I, hopefully somebody had fun with it. Um, you know, I'm 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 gonna say I'm impressed that that they were able to make a song called Thong Song. Cause you know, the, if I if it was me and I I'd, I'd get up on stage and I'd be like, now it's time for the 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 song thong, the thong the, the thong thong song song. Um, hmm, it's the one where I talk about ladies' aces. You guys know the one. So I think it, 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 it's it's um, it's uh, ooh, that's a cool album cover. I think it's impressive that that they were able to keep it together. Cause I would not have been able to. Um, so there's that. Um, let's see. The Christmas Shoes. The Christmas Shoes. Do I know this one? I think I do. The song recounts the events experienced by a narrator completing the latest gift of his Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. I do know this one. Where it's, uh, he notices a little kid that wants to buy shoes for his terminally ill mother so she'll be pretty when she meets Jesus. Um, it, he's appeared on various worst Christmas songs lists, which you know we're going to be doing it one day. Um, yeah, ah, yeah, I forgot about the song. Um, oh man, it doesn't get a lot of airplay. And I think, I think, I think they tell, you know, they tell, you know, that nobody wants to listen to this song. I think it's, it's sweet. It's sweet, but also it's kind of like, it kind of where it's like, oh. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's sweet and it's an important song and it has an important message, but at the same time, if it comes on at the Christmas party, it ruins the entire mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it, it, I think, I think it's, I think it is sweet. I think it is a sweet story. Um, I don't like listening to sad songs. Anything under like 200 beats per minute makes me cry, which I think is why I listen to like thrash metal. Um, so, but it's sweet. It has its place. Who let the dogs out by the Bayhead Man? Uh, we used to, we used to listen to this song in, um, gymnastics. They would, they'd play this song, and then I think also Barbie Girl by Aqua, I'm not sure, and we would just fucking jump around, just, like, fucking, just all over the place. It was fun. I, I like jumping around. Um, so, yeah. I like how, um, one of the, the people behind it said they heard it, and they're like, no way in hell we're recording that song, and then they did. Um, so... Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the artists says that he has nothing to do with dogs. It actually is a feminist theme. It's a man-bashing song. I'll tell you why. Oh, boy. And then they have a whole big long thing. Um, and it's about the men start calling the ladies. And the ladies go, who let the dogs out? Um, so, yeah. I, I like it. 
I also, it's interesting because it always does show up in media related to dogs. So I think it's just kind of like something. It's cute. It has its place. It's nostalgic. Um, I can see where it probably got so much airtime at the time where people were like very annoyed with it. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it belongs there. Um, I don't think it belongs on this list. So yeah. And who did, you know, who did let the dogs out? Nobody answered. Even if they are real dogs. Who was who was the person that opened the door? God? I don't know. Big Yellow Taxi by Counting Crows. It's a Joni Mitchell cover. I must know that. Do I know this song? I know I know Taxi Driver. And um there it is. Ooh, it's got swanky bass. Oh, I think I do know this, yeah. Oh, I do know this one. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, um, they really hit it on the, 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 the paving paradise and putting up a parking lot song. I am going to say, though, it, it's, um... You know, I think it, I think this song definitely came out at the right time. Like this cover definitely came out at the right time because it has the kind of like acoustic guitar thing with the, the funky drums where it's like, you know, nobody's sober listening to this, right? Like, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of like 18 year old stoners in like a room with tapestries over the windows, just fucking hotboxing the place. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't, they're all just, they're all just sitting in a circle, just fucking pacing the pipe. Like, fuck, it's whatever. They're all just like, hey, can I hit the bong after you? What's the song? I don't know. Good guitar, though, right? Like, I, so it's fine. I, I think it's, I think it's good for what it is. Um, I can see where it gets, uh, 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 grating at some point, though. I can see where it gets grating. The Cheeky Song, Touch My Bum by the Cheeky Girls. Um, I know I just said that I like this style of music. Ah, something tells me I don't know this song. If I look this up, am I going to end up on a list? Am I going to get weird aids? The Cheeky Song. Oh, God. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I like the beat. I like it. It's the whole thing. I don't know if you could hear any of it, but it's it's the whole thing. Um, so I looked them up. It's pretty. They seem cool. So they were from uh, contestants on a reality TV show about being a pop star. They're a Romanian singing duo. Uh, their fucking Wikipedia page, their outfits are fucking great. They're identical twins, Gabriella and Monica Irmenia. Irmenia, I'm sorry. It's their most known song. They both have kind of like a Liza Minnelli haircut going on. They got fucking fishnets and fucking booty shorts on. Love it. This is great. Oh, they're performing at Nottingham Pride. Yeah, yeah, I knew I liked this song for a reason. It's because I'm a big old queer. Um, I like it. Um... So, yeah, I think it's catchy. It doesn't, you know, I, I, you know, it's not as profane as I thought it was going to be, which is good. I thought it was going to get, like, invasively profane. But it's just, it's just a dopey little song where they're just like, touch my bum. And that's it. I, I like it. Like, not, I, I'm not also not saying that profane songs are bad. It's just that I get worried because, like, 
there's some, I know, me, famous gross-out comedian extraordinaire. There's, like, an extent of sexual content that I'm not able to stomach, but, like, this is, like, not even close to the line, and I think it's great. Um, so I like the one. It's cute. It's going on a list for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in a, <laughs> I'm gonna put it on a, uh, on a, uh, 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 playlist. Um, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Um... You're beautiful. I'm guessing it's the eight one. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so it's a song that it was written for a former girlfriend. Uh, and he says that he's caught her eye in in the metro in London. And she was with someone else. And she, he says, she and I quit eyes and lived a lifetime in the moment, but didn't do anything about it. And he haven't seen each other since. Um, uh, whoa, wait a second. What? Blunt said of the song, it's always been portrayed as romantic, but it's actually a bit creepy. It's about a guy, me, who's high and stalking um, uh, someone else's girlfriend on the subway. And then he kills himself. That I didn't know. I need to look at the lyrics to this. Um... You're beautiful. I just know the refrain. Does he? Where? Oh. Oh, 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 no, yeah, he's right. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel of the it, I'm sure. She smiled at me on the subway. She was with no she was with another man, but I won't lose no sleep on it. Because I've got a plan. Oh, I think it's good that he was able to put these feelings into a song. Instead of, um, doing it. Um, so, there are several versions of the song because he does say fucking high. So, that's interesting. It's, um, so it's, yeah, it's something. Wow. <laughs> um... Oh, okay. I know I've seen the, the, um, the, um, uh, uh, I think I've seen the video. It's, uh, at least one interpretation is that it shows the, the, the singer taking his own life. Um, yeah, I know I've seen that. Uh, he removes his clothes and then doesn't he like jump off a bridge in the snow? Something like that. Um, uh, so... Uh, it's that song yeah that one kind of makes me uncomfortable um i hope he's doing well i hope everyone's like doing good um again it's good that he got those feelings out um my humps by the black eyed peas my humps my humps my lovely lady lumps i it has its place it's not their worst song i can say that with 100 percent confidence because let's get it started uh did not start is let's get it started um so I mean, whatever. Fergie can like her humps. I think that's fine. I Fergie's a beautiful, a beautiful person. I think that yeah, she's you know, and she's she's got the milf money, um, which <laughs> I introduced someone to that song, and he was like, "There's no way that's real," and then um, I was right, and it was real, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, what kind of music do you listen to?" Um, so yeah, I, yeah, it's fine. I think you know she yeah, it's fine. She likes her humps. It's okay. It's some people enjoy having lovely lady lumps. I don't love it, 
I wish I could love it like Fergie, but also it's okay that I can't, because, you know, whatever, man. Everybody's body's different. I'm just happy, I'm just happy for her. Rockstar by Nickelback. Oh, I know this one. We all want to be big rock stars. Do, 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 do. I think, right? Yeah, it is the song that I thought it was. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's, um, he makes a point. He makes a point. It's satirical. I think that's something that maybe was lost on people, that it is satirical. Um, I think, I think, because I'm looking at the lyrics now, right? Um, and, like, some of these, I'm like, yo, I hope it's satirical. Like, so I think nobody is truly vapid enough to open a song with, I'm through with standing in line to clubs, I'll never get in. Like, without, like, a self-aware sort of thing or a gimmick behind it. Um, I think it needs to be a very specific tone that is to, to, to sell it 100% genuine. Um, and so it's like, in a bathroom I can play baseball in. Again, and then there's like, um, you know, somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine for me. Didn't James Dean fucking die? Wasn't he the rebel without a cause? Um, so, I mean, like, one of the, the one of the lines in the, in the, in the refrain is, uh, we all stay skinny because we just won't eat. I mean, so, like, obviously this is satirical. Because, like, that's an eating disorder, Nickelback. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah. So, I think I think it's, I think it's, it's catchy. I can see why people don't like it. I don't think it belongs on this song, um, uh, on, on this list. I think it's, I think maybe if you take it at face value, it's like, oh, man. But obviously it's like, it, it someone's like, it doesn't make any sense. It does if you have a sense of humor. <laughs> um, so... The 2010s to 2020s, Baby by Justin Bieber featuring Ludacris. Baby, 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 oh. I'm going to say, doesn't belong on this list because I hate that album, and there were worse songs on that album, they just didn't make it to the charts. Um, so, yeah, what the hell was on that album? I know I downloaded it. I know I did. Yeah, My World 2.0. Um, uh... Trick list. There we go. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember some of these. Some of these are just bad. Um, there was one that was like a cover that was kind of like, I remember my mom was like, it's a real song, and it's like kind of, uh, like mature for such a young singer to do. I can't remember which song it is, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that should probably be the the bad one. I know that people don't really like um Justin Bieber. I also don't really like Justin Bieber's music at all anymore. Um, I am gonna say though, never say never featuring Jaden Smith from the remake of the Creative Kid fucking slips. Um, that's Justin Bieber's best song. Um, I don't know super a lot about Jaden Smith's um discography, so I'd have to look into that. Um, but yeah. Baby is annoying, though. Baby is, it was a very annoying song. I just don't think it was the most annoying song on the album. So, but I can, I can see why this one made the list. Miracles by Insane Clown Posse. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Um, I don't think it's bad. I think it's quintessentially Insane Clown Posse. I think it goes with their gimmick and it goes with their style. 
I don't even know if they have a gimmick. I just know that they have a very specific style. I like it. I like their, I like their, um, I, I like their, um, I, I like their thing. Um, so I, I like their, their thing that they got going on. Yeah, the music video is kind of dumb looking, but I like it too. Um, I can see, I can see how it ended up on, um, um, they, uh, I can see how it ended up on this list. And fucking my sibling and I say this one all the fucking time, the fucking magnets, how do they work? We're, we're always, we're literally, we're literally always quoting made. I don't know why. <laughs> um, we are the world 25 for Haiti. I think I remember this one. So it's a, it's a remake of we are the world, but it was for Haiti. Um, following, um, uh, I knew this one. I knew this one. Something I, 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 it's so late right now. Um, the earthquake. I knew it was an earthquake, but I, I was like, if I say the wrong natural disaster, I am the biggest asshole in the world. Um, I mean, I hope they made revenue for it to give to the people of Haiti. Um, ooh, Justin Bieber was in it. Oh man. Mary, Mary. Oh, were they in it? Oh, damn. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I know them. I, th I think, um, they, it's walking, right? Uh, am I wrong? I'm not wrong. Trick list. Nope. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Walking. Mary. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> I didn't know that that it was like uh, it, the song gets religious towards the end, and I like didn't know. And I think they they say something about like walking with Jesus, and I was like, oh wow, I don't know how I missed it this whole time. Uh, it's a really good song. They're they're catchy. They got catchy shit going on. Um, so yeah, I didn't realize they were on this one. Who's who's in it? Um, uh, wow, everybody was in it. Holy shit. At what point is it too many voices? Oh my god, literally everyone was in the song. Okay, let's see if I can get all their names. Alright, um... <sighs> Soloists. This is just the soloist. Justin Bieber, Nicole Scherzinger, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Nettles, Josh Groban... Wait. Josh Gro Oh, okay, I recognize their face. Uh, I was thinking of a different Josh. Tony Bennett, Mary J. Blige, Tony Braxton, Michael Jackson, Archival Recordings, Janet Jackson, Barbara Streisand, Miley Cyrus, Enrique Iglesias, Jamie Foxx, Wyslef Jean, Adam Levine, Pink, uh, B.B. Winnens, Usher, Celine Dion, uh, Orianthe on guitar, Ooh, Fergie, Nick Jonas, Mary Mary, Isaac Slade, Carlos Santana on guitar, Lil Wayne, Akon T-Pain, LL Cool J, Will I Am, Snoop Dogg, uh, Nipsey Hussle, Buster Rhymes, Swiss Beats, Kid, Kid Cootie, I is, Man Kanye West. Oh, there's more. Okay, this is the chorus. Paddy Austin, Philip Bailey, uh, Piero Barone, Fonsworth Bentley, Ignacio Bochetto, Busy Bone, Elda Barge, Feel the beat of the rhythm of the night. Ethan Bortnick, Brandy, Jeff Bridges, Zach Brown, Christian, Christian Bush, Natalie, Natalie Cole, Harry Connick Jr., uh, Nikki Costa, Faith Evans, uh, Melanie Fiona, Sean Garrett, Tyrese Gibbon, Gianluca Ginobile, Anthony Hamilton, Carrie Hilson, John Legend, Julian Huff, uh, India Airy, excuse me, sorry, Randy Jackson, T.H. Jackson, uh, Terrell Jackson, T.J. Jackson, Bobby McFerrin. Oh, hey, Bobby McFerrin. Uh, 
E.L. Jardine, Jimmy Jean-Louis, I believe, Gene Lewis, uh, uh, Ralph Johnson jo- of the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> Rashida Jones, Gladys Knight, uh, Benji Maiden, Joel Maiden, uh, Catherine McPhee, um, Jason Marie's Maya, Frida Payne, A.R. Rayam, Red One, Nicole Ritchie, Raphael Cedic, uh, Chico DeBarge, Trey Songs, Music Soulchild, Jordan Sparks, Robin Thicke, oh, Rob, well, uh, Rob Thomas, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn? Okay, I'm, I'm thinking of a different Vince. Uh, Myvern Warren, uh, Verdine White, Ann Wilson, Brian Wilson, and Nancy Wilson. At what point is it too many songs, or too many voices? Yeah, so everyone's saying, that's what everyone's saying. There are too many voices in the song. It's for an important cause, um, but there was auto-tune, and it's literally like six million people in a song. Um, but I, I know it's important, so uh, so there we go. Friday by Rebecca Bleak. She's having a comeuppance. She's having a, a resurgence. She's doing good. She, she's out here. She fucking did some kind of, like, uh, uh, cyberpop thing with Dorian Electra. She's doing, she's doing great. Yeah, Edgelord. She, she was on their song, Edgelord. Rebecca Bleak's fucking, um, fucking having a, having a moment. But, uh, yeah, Friday was probably not her moment. Uh, so I can see this one ending up on this list. Swagger Jager by Cher Lloyd. I don't know if I remember this one. Let's find out. Uh, I remember moves like Jager. She's got the moves like Jagger. Yeah, okay. I, I, I do I do remember this one. Um mm, mm, Yeah. <laughs> I can see this one ending up on it. Uh yeah, it's something. I what would lead you to start a song like that? Where did they come from? Um Oh, 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 oh no. Some people said it reminded them of the the the, the Christmas Carol Little Donkey. And um Oh my darling Clementine. Oh right. It's wait. Was it not a sample? Was it not intentional? I thought she did it on purpose. Oh I it's weird. Um yeah, whatever. I'd listen to it at a club. But, you know, other than that, I can see it being, um, annoying. <laughs> uh, Hot Problems by Double Take. Hot girls, we got problems, too. da we're just like you. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, there's that. Um, so, yeah. I didn't realize Double Take was still around. Are they? They, um... They don't think that they're that hot, contrary to the lyrics of the song. And they are open to being songwriters. I, hey, man, I, I I thought Hot Problems was kind of funny. I, I don't I vaguely remember it when it came out. I did see it on TikTok recently. It's still out there. Hot girls are still having problems, too. They're just like you. Uh, so that one I think is fine. I think it is also interesting, the line between what is internet parody and what is just strictly internet com- com- uh, content or comedy that does get released and judged as if it is a regular song. I think it's interesting. Chinese Food by Alison Gould. Gold? Hey, Gold. Do I know this song? Do I... Do I Do I want to know what the song is about? Um, it was filmed in a Mongolian restaurant because they couldn't book a Chinese restaurant. 
maybe wait. You know what I mean? And they got Japanese geisha imagery, so it's also wrong. Um, yeah. She, she, and she's just like, oh, oops, I just really like Chinese food. Uh, uh, Do I know this song? I know the name. I, I think so. Was she a Disney Channel person? Uh, well, it, it is not on Spotify, so it's for the best. Um, I like, I like that, um, <laughs> her response to people telling her that her, um, depictions of, uh, all Asian cultures is one big culture was the, the pistol with people saying I'm racist. Just know the last person who wants to be racist is me. It'll show them. Um, maybe just don't be racist. Um, don't be racist. I am a building. Literally, I can't by playing skills. Um, hmm. I don't remember this one. 2014. Uh, 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 let's see. Ooh, I can, I can see this not going well. Um, let's see. Literally, I can't. Oh, is it not even on, it's not even on, um, Spotify, is it? Uh, let's see, because it says the lyrics for it. When you type it into Spotify, one of the songs is the one that's like, hold up, let me take a selfie. Literally, I can't. I hope people know that I'm not trying to be offensive by doing the Veily Girl voice, or because, like, I, I also have a Veily Girl voice that's just pitched down two octaves. If you chipmunked me, I would just sound like a regular Veily Girl. Um... Hmm. Yeah, what's going on here? Why aren't they respecting this person saying no? The chorus is a shot of vodka? I can't. Tequila? I can't. After party? I can't. Literally, I can't. Literally, I can't. Let's go. Want to dance? I can't. Where are your friends? I can't. Girl on girl? I can't. Um, yeah, so, like, just the person saying no. Just fucking let them say no. Uh, ugh. Put your lips on my bottle. Uh, let me see you take it to the head. Let the person say no. Um... I guess there was 2014 music for you. Doesn't make it right. Just makes it 2014 music. This one absolutely belongs on the list also as well. It's Every Day Bro by Jake Paul uh, featuring Team 10. Don't really know what it is. Don't really care what it is. It's uh, It's got bad lyrics. Notably, I just dropped some, some new merch and it's selling like a god church. Huh. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. Date's pretty bad. Date when he absolutely belongs. We got some others. Um, so, ah, uh, someone intentionally created the worst record ever known. Um, it's called There's a New Sound by Borello, baked by a former silent film actress, Leona Anderson. And I'm not saying that silent film actors and actresses can't sing. I'm just saying, how would you figure out that they could? So it's interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, in 1997, artists Komar and Melamid and composer Dave Soldier released the most unwanted song. They surveyed 500 people to determine what they don't want. 
It's 25 minutes long. It's got loud and quiet, fast and slow, abrupt transition, bagpipes, cowboy music, opera singing, raping, and a children's choir. And um, uh, any advertisement for Walmart. So there's that. Uh, it's fun. And then classical music media, he's run fewer worst ever lists than it produced for pop music because probably people just don't fucking know. Um, the worst, the worst song to to appear in a film, according to Wikipedia, is the Golden Raspberry Award for worst original song. Oh, oh, we're gonna have to do that list one day. I'm gonna need to know. And then there are also lists of the worst music videos ever. Okay, yeah. So we're at the end. We did it. Sorry, this one was like two hours long. It was fun though. I it would have been even longer. I originally tried to do it where I would like try to play the music into the thing, but like they never worked. So I am I am genuinely sorry about that. But um, I hope everybody had fun. This was chill, man. This was cool. I I, I hope we all had a good time. Um. So what did we learn? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be anything necessarily. Um. So it's fine. Uh, but we learned a lot about music. We learned a lot about music history. And, um, now we know some things. And it's, well, I know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's fucking 1am. Uh, because I always do the shit at night. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah. So, hey, thanks for taking the journey with me. Um, some of it sucked. That was kind of the whole point. But, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for checking the shit out. Uh, go listen to some of those. Don't listen to the others. And also, for any of the ones that I said, yeah, that sounds good, take it with a grain of salt, because like I said, it's me. So, but hey, again, thank you for hanging out so much. I love you guys, and it's an audio medium, so I won't see you next time. You won't see me next time, and I will not hear you next time, because this shit's a one-way street, but you'll be hearing me next time, so bye!